This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Ringgit and Sense on BFM 89.9, the business station. Good morning and welcome to Ringgit and Sense, the show that's all about personal finance. I'm Roshan Kanesan. Insurance is a major pillar of personal finance, allowing us to transfer certain risks like health or death to another party to not just protect yourself, but also your family or dependents. But... What if for some reason you can't get insurance? How does this change your financial planning? And more importantly, how do you then prepare and protect yourself? To find out, I'm speaking with VP Tanga, Executive Director and Licensed Financial Planner with Blueprint Planning. Uh, Tanga, welcome back to the show. Uh, Good morning, uh, Roshan. Uh, Thank you for having me. So Tanga, what are some of the typical reasons that can prevent us from getting insurance, whether it's life or health insurance? Okay, the main reason is the health condition, uh, the past and present health conditions. Uh, it can be from your birth or due to accidents or even, uh, uh, you know, like something that you just got it, you know, uh, like cancer, kidney failure, all these illness, uh, you know, do not know until today, people do not know or even the, the medical fraternity do not know why these people are getting it at this age. Because this, uh, some of the illness which doesn't care about age, you know, or even gender for that matter. And then the other reason is age limit. Sometimes, uh, you know, when they come to me for comprehensive financial planning, they're already 60, 65 and so on with some medical issues. So these are some of the reasons why we couldn't get the insurance. Now, Tanga, let's get to the main question of today, and we'll start off with uh, focusing on life insurance first. Um, it's essentially meant to protect my family or dependents should something happen to me or, or death happen to me. Uh, what are my options in the short term if I can't get life insurance to protect my family or dependents? Okay, the short term, of course, uh, the loss of income or you want to protect you know, financially for the family immediate will be a bit challenging, you know, but you can consider PA, personal accident, because of course, uh, I, I should say like, uh, it's better than nothing. Okay, you can't get uh, something, but this will just compensate in case something happened due to accident, even TPD for that matter. And uh, so the family will get some money and usually the PA policies are cheaper. Okay, cheaper and uh, so so that will help a little bit. Other than that, uh, it will be entirely on your own savings and investments. Okay, so I mean that is why I always tell my clients when you do uh, you know when I do comprehensive uh, uh, financial planning, when, when you do the earlier will be the better, because you know at least we can plan something. Even health issues, uh, uh, except for certain illnesses, most of the illnesses will get uh, worse, or the health will become deteriorate after they are getting, you know, the towards the, you know, after the what you call uh, retirement, basically. So, uh, so that's uh, nothing much we can do actually, unless they have some own savings or investment, and uh, not for the family, but for themselves not to spend more money, they can go for public health, you know, uh, public, you know, uh, government hospitals and all that. So at least they don't uh, overspend or they don't spend whatever little money that they have uh, on, you know, on healthcare. So this, I guess, underlines the difference in your own financial planning if you can't get insurance. You have to plan differently from everybody else, from the typical rules. So in the long term then, Tanga, 
how should something like this inform my financial planning? What do I have to do different from everybody else? Uh, it depends on what is your level of cash flow and where is the level of assets and liabilities that you're having. Here, what we have to do, the first thing is you have to save every penny that you have because it counts, you know. So the first thing is you have to go for the public health if possible. But public health, they have their own issues. Okay, it's crowded and even some of the medicines, uh, most of the medicines are generic medicines. But if you need any special medications, then you have to go through, you have to get certification from a specialist. And even then, sometimes you have to buy outside. So all that needs money. Okay, so what I have uh, will do, in fact, I have uh, experience with some of my clients on these, uh, whereby I will list down all the goals first and then prioritize them. Beside the goals, I'm also looking at the uh, liabilities. So I have to really carefully plan which are the very, the most important goals they must achieve. Like for example, recently one of my clients, when I look at his uh, plan, it was very good, fantastic up to the uh, retirement planning. Even the retirement planning fund is achievable. But then when I look into their risk management, uh, they have a very big hole in it because the main person has some health issues where he could not get a normal insurance policies. In fact, they had they overlook on the medical card. So this client did not have a medical card now, and it is going to be impossible unless there is some changes. Impossible to get a medical card now. Of course, current situation they are okay, fine. But then upon retirement, because currently the company is giving all the facilities, so no issue, no limit, fine. But after retirement, so when I recalculate back, they have to use some of the allocation for retirement and have an emergency medical fund. When I take that out of the retirement, there is another big hole in the retirement. Mm. So now at least this person has got another 10 years to go. So we still have some time to rebuild and readjust but it will be worse if it is uh, very short term. So that's why I, I wanted to do this episode also, because it's really important to educate people that you have to start early when it comes to this, right? And your long-term goal no longer becomes just about retirement, but you've got to create a, a medical fund. And on top of that, because you can't get life insurance, you have to accumulate capital to protect your dependents should anything happen to you. So typically, when you take a look at something like this, um, if I'm someone who has, had, has health issues, I can't get insurance, um, insurance no longer becomes a key concern for my financial planning, right? Aside for personal accident and maybe the travel insurance yes. if I'm moving around. But that doesn't mean I should be spending that money, right? I should be reallocating that towards building funds for, let's say, a quote-unquote, a life insurance fund or even a medical fund. What are your thoughts on that? Okay, uh, I have some good news for you. Okay, <laughs> uh, some companies, some companies, this is option A, okay? Uh, option A, some companies nowadays, they're coming up with certain products without medical underwriting. Meaning that uh, they do not, they won't look at your medical condition, okay? But there are some limitation to it because uh, they may have a capping how much you can insure. Mm. So they give uh, the, the benefit is usually the premature death and TPD, which is the most crucial part. Okay, and they may also have another capping, for example, uh, the first year, if something happened, then we will return the premium to you. There won't be any claim. I think that's a reasonable risk we can take compared to, you know, you don't have anything. 
So there are companies who are coming up with some, uh, uh, you know, uh, innovative products now. Okay. Uh, so that we can consider. Okay. So that's the first option. So, but it is not available all the time. Uh, that's another issue. <laughs> they will come like a campaign. You know, it will be there for a few months, then they will take it out. Because uh, uh, what do you call insurance companies also have to manage their risk. Right. Okay. Right. So, so as a financial planner, let's say I have a file uh, client with these uh, challenges, I will be on alert and looking for the opportunities. When the opportunity comes, I will immediately inform the client here, look here, we have some opportunities, we can reduce the risk. Okay, so so this is one way, you know, at least some hope there, you know. So uh, second is uh, on definitely on uh, your investment. Okay, we have to really plan for the medical fund. You know, you will be surprised. Hopefully, you know, uh, some of the illness, you know, it is very expensive, very expensive. And you see, we want to get some good medications and also very expensive. Uh, I know of some, uh, you know, one of my friend family where they have to spend 10,000 per month for medication alone. You know, what about diet? What about special care? You know, all this will go into if you a few hundred thousand, you know, for a few years and even will may touch a million. Okay, so all these uh, a bit scary, yes, uh, but then uh, uh, as a financial advisor, I have to look at the worst case scenario. Mm. If I can prepare my client for the worst case scenario, anything happen above that, they can manage. So, okay. Dunga, what kind of ballpark number should we be looking? I know it's very hard to say, right? But let's say if we get medical insurance, there's a certain sum covered, right, that you're looking at. Is there a parallel mm. that we can draw for ourselves in terms of the money that we're keeping aside uh, to cover our medical expenses should something happen to us? I should say uh, half a million is something average. Wow, okay. Okay. Yes, yes. Because if you go to private, you just, I mean, yeah. I mean it's, not, it's not a secret, okay? You just, you know, um, a simple surgery may cost 20,000. Very simple surgery. Okay, so uh, what about the you know, uh, prolonged illness, you know, uh, you know a treatment, continuous treatment and all that. So I, I just give you one, one uh, example. Uh, this medicine, uh, my, my friend's family, they bought you know, from Singapore. Uh, then to just to jab the injection, the doctor charged uh, about 800 per jab. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, we can't question that. But... That's the cost of, uh, you know, medical. So you just imagine, if it is a few years, how is it going to be? Right. And of course, just to make this very clear, that this medical fund should not be considered as part of the retirement fund, right? These are two separate goals yes. that we need to remember. Yes. I've been speaking with VP Tanga, Executive Director and Licensed Financial Planner with Blueprint Planning, and you've been listening to Ringin and Sense. Keep it here to BFM 89.9. Welcome back to Ringgit and Sense, the show that's all about personal finance. I'm Roshan Kanesan. This morning, I'm speaking with BP Tanga, Executive Director and Licensed Financial Planner with Blueprint Planning. And we're talking about what happens if you can't get insurance. How does that impact your financial planning? So we shouldn't be too aggressive with the investments. Like retirement, yes. if you're younger, you have a longer time frame. But health, anything can happen at any time. But we also can't be too conservative with this money. Are we looking at basically a yes. moderate risk profile here for these kind of funds? Yes, uh, the, the risk management and the investment comes, uh, you know, uh, they, they are equally important. 
You see, whenever I, I listen to many talks and many people discuss, even clients, when they first approach, they are more concentrating on investment. Okay, investment for you know, retirement, for children's education, or buying a property, whatever. They are looking for investment. They only talk about investment. They, it is, I, I don't blame them because not many people talk to them about this risk. Even my client, uh, you know, sometimes when I raise these questions, only then they realize, oh yeah, what you said is correct. You know, so you need a third person to look into your finance independently and then outside the, you know, I call it the blind spots. You should be able to detect, you know, the blind spots are always there. Only an independent person, a third party can look at your blind spot and advise you. So you have to check whether your risks are reasonably covered and you are okay with it. Then you want to go for any investment, I said, by all means. Because I do want in the future, you invest a lot. Like, you know, that some of my clients, they already have enough uh, cash. But one situation, one uh, health issue may wipe up all the investments. So it is not just going to disturb their retirement, but all the goals. You know, so what I, so at that point of time, it looks like, hey, why did we invest in the first place for other goals when didn't take care of the risk? In terms of a replacement for life insurance, how much should I be aiming for? Is it basically the same as uh, how much I calculate if I'm looking for the sum assured for life insurance? And then two, uh-huh, uh-huh. and then two, what can I count as this? Can I count my retirement savings as part of this? Because if I die, I don't have, I have no need for that uh, that retirement savings yes. anymore. That can yes. go to my family, right? Yes, yes. The first, uh, okay, if you uh, want to start something when you have health issues, first is you may go for one year income. Okay, accumulate one year income first. So at least when you are not there, the family can run for one year. I'm talking about very minimum. Okay, if your cash flow allows, then you are capable, you can even go for three years, the next level. Okay, so that will give, uh, it depends. You see, sometimes uh, some, when people approach me, they just ask certain question, uh, they want me a blanket answer, which is very difficult. Okay, you see, because if it depends on whether the family is a young family or a medium you know, age children or even grown up children. Okay, so all that counts, all that counts. That is why uh, it is uh, very challenging when we, uh, plan for this type uh, group of uh, clients where we really need to spend time and understand them and then see how where I can help. Okay, so uh, this one, three years and five years is one of the you know guidelines for them to, to move forward. Um, and then uh, where they can plan also for the retirement as well said, if let's say it's premature death, of course that money will come in as for the family. You know, so anyway, it won't be wasted. It will be utilized at you know in the future if something were to happen. But the most critical part is the TPD, not so much of uh, that. You know the TPD because the family expenses will remain or may increase over the time. And this TPD because this person will cannot work anymore. He'll be you know sitting at home or on the wheelchair on bedridden, and the expenses will definitely increase. Okay, so that is a you know really worst uh, case scenario where that is where we really have to sit and plan. 
you know, let me tell you, you know, some of them may even have very uh, comfortable with, uh, you know, properties. Okay, they have, uh, oh, I have a few properties I can dispose of and then I can, you know, settle the bills. Just imagine, just imagine current situation. Is it easy to dispose of property? Not easy. There may be a willing seller, there may be a willing buyer, but getting a loan and things like that is not easy. You know, so you, they will be stuck there. And uh, uh, not only this, uh, even uh, uh, hospitals, you know, government hospitals, just look at current situation, pandemic. Uh, some of the normal uh, treatments and uh, this thing cannot be handled by that particular hospital and the patient are moved to other hospitals. Okay, so you just imagine you already having a health issue, you know, movement limitations, this and that. So now you are, you know, your hospital just a few kilometers away. Now that hospital is closed down due to pandemic and you have to go another few kilometers away or you have to wait for the, you know, appointment. If you miss appointment, you have to wait a few months. All these issues. So if you don't have cash, you cannot get the urgent and emergency treatment. It will be very challenging, even though the hospitals are there. All said and done, Tanga, uh, when we talk about the medical part, right? Uh, Malaysia does, I mean, it's limitations aside, Malaysia does have an accessible public health care system, especially when compared with a lot of other countries in the world. Um, what is your t- advice, I guess, on how best to utilize public health care? Okay, uh, that is definitely true, uh, Roshan. Uh, actually, uh, our health care system is much more better compared to many countries, okay? And it's also affordable in, in, you know, in a way. Uh, so how these uh, clients, those who are having medical issues, uh, will be difficult to get uh, insurance and so on, used for the basic medicine, medications, you know, diagnostic test and then periodic test and all that. Okay, and it's available. So make use of them, because that itself you can you can uh, uh, save a few hundred every month. Okay. Then uh, of course there will be some waiting period and the crowd and all that. Then you have to bear it. Okay, if you, there are some clients I know, I know, oh, no, 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 no government hospital, then uh, you definitely must have a big, you know, uh, funding for that. So those are the areas that you can utilize. I think still okay, still okay. You know, sometimes you miss the appointment, you can take the medicines first. So those facilities are there because I've experienced that because my father was a government servant. So I used to bring them to the hospitals 10 years back. Okay, so, I mean, okay, reasonable. In fact, I always thank them that uh, because of the medication and the treatment, my father uh, lived until age 85. So, so that I <laughs> always appreciate and I'm thankful. Yes. Um, one last thing before we go into some key points, Tanga. Earlier, you brought up the point about property, right? Essentially, um, highlighting the problems if your funds or your investments for medical or insurance or whatever are locked in illiquid uh, illiquid investments. You can do that maybe for longer term retirement planning, but in the shorter term, for things like when you you don't know when you'll need to access things like a medical fund, how liquid should these properties be? Because you want you want to get some growth out of it, but at the same time, you want to be able to access it quickly, right? Okay, so some some of the money you should keep. Let's say maybe uh, you know thirty percent of the fund you should keep in a liquid cash in FD you know, or in a money market fund without fluctuation. There are money market fund, no fluctuation. So it's good, very low interest, never mind. You know, you keep it there because you can withdraw, you know, within immediately or within one, two days. Okay. And then second, uh, you can you should also looking into a bonds, which is less uh, fluctuating or bond papers for that matter. 
uh, you know, where you can come out anytime, uh, look at those type of uh, bond papers. And for the, the, the last part, maybe if it is more than three years, you can put some uh, into uh, active uh, investment. So at least you can leverage the uh, return. So your, your fund will grow slightly faster. Uh, are, we so looking at like a, be, uh, are we looking at like a 30-40-30 split or something like that? Or is it a bit Yeah, more? something like that. Okay, uh, because we cannot give a you know ballpark figure. It depends on the capability yeah. of the client, but it can go something like that. Yes. So, Tanga, now to wrap up this conversation, what are three to five key points that you want listeners to take away from this conversation? Okay, um, accept the current situation and make use of available facilities. Okay, that's one. Prepare with additional funds. Do not solely depend on public health care. Keep on checking. Things may change. Check with more than one insurer. Some, some insurers do have pre-underwriting services. Some insurers may have plans without medical underwriting. So keep on checking, you know, talk to your financial advisor. For those who are healthy, look for innovative plans and keep upgrading based on your risk. I can say that one company recently came out with medical card, NCB, no claim bonus. That means when you start very low premium, and it goes, you know, similar until you make a claim. When you make a claim, the premium increase. Then after that, the following year, the premium reduce again. So, which is very innovative. I salute those, uh, you know, company. I hope more companies will come, you know, on that uh, basis. And then the last point is only uh, through a comprehensive financial plan, you'll be able to detect issues that, uh, you know, we discussed today. So, including prioritizing the investment, okay, and finding out the blind spot. Tanga, always a pleasure speaking with you on the show. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you. All the best. I was speaking with VP Tanga, Executive Director and Licensed Financial Planner with Blueprint Planning. And you've been listening to Ringgit and Sense, the show that's all about personal finance. I'm Roshan Kainasin for BFM 89.9. Ringgit and Sense on BFM 89.9, the business station. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.